This special episode of Rocketship.fm is brought to you by AB Tasty, the customer experience optimization company. AB Tasty's AI-driven experimentation, personalization, and product optimization platform enables you to rapidly drive ROI and continuously deliver outstanding user experiences. Last year, AB Tasty introduced Flagship, a feature management platform designed specifically for product and tech teams to optimize and roll out products to your audience faster and risk-free using feature flags, progressive rollout, and server-side optimization. With AB Tasty, you can stay agile while mitigating risk. Ready to bring your features to life? Schedule your free demo today at abtasty.com. Michael, last episode, we heard from Yardley Pohl, investor and product advisor and executive, and one time new employee of Dun & Bradstreet circa 2008. Yardley was trying to introduce a brand new product for Dun & Bradstreet, a web-based data product that would give banks the information they needed to make loans to small businesses. But the CEO of Dun & Bradstreet approved the idea with a catch. Yardley would have to ensure this product brought in 8 million in revenue within two years. In the first few months, Yardley formed a customer advisory council, but was really struggling to get this group of customers to provide her team with the data that they needed. And the revenue they needed. Finally, things started to take a turn. Finally, they found their first customer. After many, many trials, you know, we were able to get one large bank to participate in our program. And and then it was much easier after that. But it, it just felt like a grind, you know? And I think this is like probably a similar story to a lot of product managers, even founders, like when you're trying to get that first customer or first X hundred like consumers, it just feels like a grind. Like every single time you get a rejection, you just feel so deflated. But guess what? Just get back because you're just going to have to get that one and you're going to have to get to that number. But I think what's important is taking the rejections uh, not to heart, but really digesting the feedback and figuring out well, why is that customer rejecting? Like, how could I get around that? How could I get above that and create a stronger product or value proposition to come back? I think a lot of times people take those like rejections to heart and then it's like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to find another customer that might want to use my product or intersect consumers. And I think that's a mistake. That's very dangerous because at the end of the day, uh, you should try to learn from these rejections It's just like feedback. You know, when someone gives you negative feedback, you should digest it, embrace it and learn from it. And I think that that's exactly what I needed to do. But man, for a long time, it just felt like it was never going to happen. It was a grind. uh, And those early rejections, they were actually great in terms of providing Yardley and her team with the feedback that they needed. But they didn't let the rejections get to them. Uh, And this one customer signing, it led to more. It led to referrals. The sales team got busy. But the question is, did they end up hitting the $8 million revenue mark? Well, no. They didn't generate $8 million after two years. Really? Nope. They generated $10 million. They didn't hit their (laughs) mark. They exceeded their mark. And it was a giant success for Yardley and the rest of Dun & Bradstreet. And it led to other amazing things. Like what? Well, Yardley used the success that she experienced there to take on other product roles elsewhere. I mean, she was one of the first product people at Trulia, for example, and ended up becoming the GM of Trulia Rentals after it was acquired by Zillow. Now, she's become a sought-after product advisor and is now an angel investor. And just a couple of years ago, she became the co-founder of something else. And it actually all started at a dinner with some friends. 
I remember this well. It's like May 2016. We were at like a networking dinner, my co-founders and I, and some of us knew each other before. Some of us met for the first time and we were just, you know, grabbing dinner, networking and just shared our stories of how we went to product management. It was very much like a social networking event and there was no other, you know, objective. However, when we were sharing our stories with one another, it just became very clear that each one of our stories is very different and that our expectations of what product management was like was different, especially as a female, because a lot of key qualities of being a successful PM is like the soft skills, like cross-functional leaderships, you know, being able to get alignment across different departments, you know, being able to communicate and pitch your idea and get sign-offs. And there's just a lot to it. Um, And I think that a lot of times, you know, women need um, different skill sets and like learnings to get to that point of sometimes it's just also confidence and being heard, you know. Uh, and so we recognized that we should just throw an event. And that's what we agreed to. It was like, okay, we're going to leave this dinner, throw an event for maybe like 300 people. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. A group of friends that were all women working in product. But together, they decided it was time to start something for just people like them. And so just a couple of months after leaving that dinner, they created a website for their new group, Women in Product. By September, they threw their very first event at Facebook headquarters. It had over 300 women in product joining them, with Facebook's very own Sheryl Sandberg giving one of the highlight talks. By the end of 2016, women in product officially formed their nonprofit, and today does a number of things. They still operate their conference, but they do a whole lot more. Women in product, I would want people to know that it's beyond an organization for product managers. It's, you know, for women product managers. It's actually an organization where founders, aspiring PMs, anybody that feels like they're like building products should be joining us. Uh, We're much more than, you know, if you're like currently a product manager, please join us. And that, you know, we're international. We have 35 local chapters. And I think that's really important because product management means so many different things, not just in different industries, but also in different geographies. To learn more about this amazing organization that Yardley co-founded, Women in Product, go to womenpm.org. Again, that's womenpm.org. And there you'll be able to find ways to join, pitch in, contribute, attend one of their events, join a chapter. It's really worth spending time to check out. We hope you enjoyed hearing some of these stories during this special Rocketship.fm miniseries created to celebrate the virtual edition of Industry, the Product Conference. For more product stories, keep listening to Rocketship.fm. We'll soon be wrapping up our season on product journeys, but we have a lot in store for you in the weeks to come. You won't want to miss it.